Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks postgame podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. The Chicago Blackhawks just beat the Boston Bruins 6-3 at the United Center, and I have to say, the score was indicative of the game. The Hawks just kicked the Bruins' ass. Yeah, they pretty much did from the word go. Uh, hockey's <laughs> dumb. Sports are stupid. And yeah. usually when you predict things, you have nights like this. But it, it, it's what's been going on recently with the Hawks. Teams are underestimating them. They're looking past them. Yep. And then they get out there in the first period, and they're like, oh, well, these guys are playing their ass off. We better, we better yep. do something here. And then sometimes it's too late. Other times it's not. Bruins are in coast mode right now. They sure are. They, and have, they, clinched can be. A, they have clinched a playoff spot. Yeah. They have they're gonna be the they're gonna win the president's trophy. They're gonna be the top seed in the East. They're gonna have almost advantage. So th- what are they they're just trying not to get hurt right. at this point. Yeah. But I have doubts about a team being a Stanley Cup favorite. Nah. That gives up three points to Boris Kachuk. Nah, I'm not worried about it. I, if, if, I, if I was a Bruins fan, I wouldn't be remotely worried. No, like you I said. wouldn't be. I'm just having a little fun yeah, with the situation. They're on coast mode. That's they're, for damn yeah, sure. Yeah, they are. I still, but legitimately, as great as the Bruins have been, I still aren't ready to crown them Eastern Conference champions or Stanley Cup champions. The East is going to be East is crazy. Brutal. Yeah. Uh, the you know, something got a little easier possibly with the bad news coming out of Carolina. Uh, Andre Svechnikov done for the year with a knee injury. It's a huge blow, and the timing couldn't have been worse if it happened two weeks ago. Maybe yeah. they pull the trigger on that Timu Meyer trade or send Pat Persona a nice, you know, yeah, they meat, meat stick uh, bouquet to try and get <laughs> Patrick Kane to come there, but. Hey, this is a fun game. Tons of Bruins fans at the United Center tonight. Loud, obnoxious. They're from Boston. As always. And, uh, you know, there was some back and forth. You had a good idea about a possible PSA we have yeah. to come up with. Let's not spoil it, but yeah, yeah we, need we, to do we, it. we have to do our duty as, as, <laughs> as, uh, at CHGO Blackhawks, and we'll, we'll want to put something together because it's, it's long overdue. It's, it's a, it's a trend that I'm not happy with. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And these are the when new fans come around, you gotta you gotta help them out every now and again. It's not gatekeeping. It's, it's no, it's, it's educating. It, it is. It's being yeah. helpful and saying, this is how you do it when you've been here for a while. Yes, uh, Mario Tirabassi will join us from the United Center after Luke Richardson speaks. Uh, if you've not done it yet, a lot of you have. Thank you. Make sure you smash that like button. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast on YouTube, also on your favorite podcast app. Um, but, yeah, make sure you smash that like button. We're going to give our DraftKings king of the game. we got our four stars of the game coming up. We're going to do our tank standings and our tank spins, all those great things. So with a big crowd in here tonight, and I think uh, even more people working their way in, uh, we're going to aim for 90, 90 likes to get that bonus spin tonight, and I think we can do it. So smash that like button, and we'll get an extra spin into tank wheel, and we might need it after this one because uh, – Two points that I don't think anyone predicted would happen. And let's, I mean, look, the fourth line in this game was just terrific. Um, You know, and and the bottom six was excellent. You you know, Mackenzie Entwistle had a goal. He had another breakaway attempt. You had uh, Jujar Kara, who played really well. Two assists, plus three. Boris Kachuk had a goal and two assists, was a plus four. Taylor Radish, as you know, hat trick. Joey Anderson with two points. Like, this this team... There's a couple things at play here. As they have all year, the Hawks worked their asses off. I also think you had a couple things going on here. You had, as we discussed earlier, the Bruins kind of coasting. You also had the Hawks saying, we're at home ice. We've got a big crowd. If we don't play our best, we're going to get friggin' embarrassed, and we don't want to get embarrassed. So they're trying to play as tight of a game as they can, as simple as a game as they can, and they really did. Like, when you watch this game, the Hawks did nothing complicated. It was get the puck. How, like I said it to you early in the game. The Hawks would get the puck in the in the defensive zone, and maybe they had they could make a, a pass to make a rush. 
they would just dump it out. They would just flip it high in the air yep. and let it go into the into the Bruin zone and then regroup and, and line change. They were ultra conservative in this game, ultra conservative, and it worked because I think the Bruins were frustrated, and when the Hawks got their chances, they capitalized, and I mean that that was honestly the difference. And I want to Peter Mrazek left the game. We're waiting for an update. He was outstanding in this game. He was excellent before he left the game. He played uh, 24-48 of this game uh, and was just terrific. Took a shot up high. Helmet came off. Then a couple shifts got played. He made two back-to-back terrific saves and then left the ice pretty quickly. So don't know if it was a concussion spotter. We don't know. We're not going to speculate. I'm sure we'll have an update from Luke uh, here momentarily. (laughs) I joked in the <coughs> press box uh, with Mario and, and Jay after they pulled him off. I'm like, oh, yeah, looks like <laughs> concussion spotter David Kyleson came in <laughs> and made sure that they uh, got him out of the game. He was playing too good, but uh, hopefully Peter's okay. It's just been the, the his MO this season with the Hawks his last couple years. Just can't stay on the ice. Hopefully this is not anything serious. Because he's been playing his best hockey. His last three games, he's been just so good. It just seems to be every time Stalock and Marazic get in some sort of groove, they get hurt and they yeah. got, or, or they get sick. They eat bad sushi on the plane and they <laughs> got to miss a game. It's just craziness. So if, if, if Marazic is not great uh, health-wise, they're about to go on another – Lengthy road trip here. Anton Hudobin, come Anton on down. Anton Hudobin's probably going to get, get the that call red up tape ready because they want to. Hopefully, he'll have red pads by now. It's been a week. Um, get him back up here. Let him back up. Stay locked. Get a couple starts uh, and, and see what happens. That's why you you added a guy like that. So if you do have one of your, I want to call him fragile, but you know, or injury prone, but one of your undependable goalies get hurt. You've got a veteran guy to bring up, and then you don't have to take away development time for Stauber and Soderblom. They can keep on playing instead of sitting on an NHL bench. Yeah. I saw the red pads at Lilith Fair back in 94. Great show. Really, really good. We've got some super chats we've got to get to here, and thank you for those. That one might make some Our buddy angry. Mike <laughs> gives us a 699 super chat. He says, got to meet Alex Dabrinkit today. He was a really nice guy. He told me he misses Chicago. He signed my stick and jersey. I miss him in red. I think we all do. We all miss Alex to bring it. That's for sure. And a five dollar super chat from Foreign Empire says, "Do you guys like the 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 signings the Hawks have had the last couple of days?" Also, hit that like button. Yeah, thanks for the reminder. So we're on tomorrow at noon, a special time. There's been a lot of Hawks news happening this week with some signings and stuff. That's going to be the vast majority of tomorrow's show. Yeah. If you missed it, uh, Wyatt Kaiser signed today. He is going to join the Hawks. He's going to report to the Hawks. He'll probably have his first practice tomorrow, and he'll probably play on Thursday. Uh, you also have uh, yesterday, Ryder Ralston uh, from Notre Dame signed. He will go to Rockford. His contract in Chicago begins next year. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to revisit the interview we did with Ryder Ralston back in Notre Dame in, what was that, November? November. When we went there, yeah. he talked. It was great. Had no idea what he was going to say, even if we were going to be able to talk to him. And all he did was rave about the Blackhawks development staff. So you're not going to want to miss that special time noon tomorrow. So make sure you catch us our live show tomorrow at noon and we'll get to all the news of the week. But this game is just too impressive and too good to to um, to stray from tonight. It's just it's been great. And I want to stay on Marazic a little bit. I know I, I took a shot with my little joke there, but um, I don't know what's gotten into him lately. I really don't. Like, look, it's a guy who has had success in the NHL before and things did not work out for him in Carolina did not work out for him in Toronto so much so that the Leafs gave up a first round pick just to get rid of him uh, and Kyle Davidson jumped on that opportunity but over the last handful of games here he's played his best hockey of the season that's for sure and what's crazy to me is we're seeing this team play their best I would say, like, their best team hockey after the deadline. It's so strange. You take away – it's not, and it's not just Patrick Kane. It's Max Domi. It's Jake McCabe. It's Sam Lafferty. It's guys who 
night after night after night we credited with the Hawks being in these games. They're gone. Now you've got a lot of these guys with an opportunity maybe they weren't expecting and taking advantage of it, even if they lose out, right? And look, they're, they're still going to lose a lot of games before the season ends. You've got guys just playing their asses off, playing for jobs here or elsewhere. And like you said, Greg, I just don't think the Bruins were ready for the level of work the Hawks were putting in. Yeah, it's – I can't explain it. Like we've been saying all year, don't worry, don't worry. After the trade deadline, this roster is going to be depleted and, and they'll, you know, they're going to lose a ton of games. And they still probably will. But, you know, the effort has been there. Uh, you know, the, the, both of those games in Florida, they could have won, should have won both of those games. Uh, could have had that win in Detroit as well. So as far as why are they playing better or so good – Losing after losing all that talent, it's a combination, I think, of, of Luke Richardson just taking his already simple game plan and simple structure and making it even more simple. Yeah. And just saying, listen, guys, just go out and skate north-south and get the puck in and see what happens. You know, don't make the – just be smart and simple. Yeah. And it's been working. And you got a roster full of dudes – that are playing for their professional career. You got a roster full of guys that would be in the minor leagues if they were on 30 of the other 32 teams. Yep. Look at that fourth line we're talking about who dominated tonight. Over 72 yeah. Corsi 4 percentage. They've been the best line on this team for the last three games. Boris Kachuk, Jujar Kara, Joey Anderson. That's your best line right now. <laughs> insane and that's not a shot at them it's not it's just the state of the team yeah and those three guys if they were on boston they'd be playing on the providence yeah they'd be providence bruins if they were playing on two-thirds of the other teams they wouldn't even be in the nhl and they're your best line right now yeah that goes to show that you've got guys that are hungry and they want you know i I know that sounds like an old cliche but these guys realize this is my shot. I'm in the NHL. I'm not going anywhere for the rest of this year. I've got 21 games to secure my future, yeah. either here in Chicago or with another team. Yep. I love eating sushi on the plane. I love taking planes to road games and not buses. Yeah. I love staying in nice <laughs> hotels. I want to make sure I get to do this for the next five to six years. Now is how I get to do that, by playing my ass off now, producing being a coachable player, and being a productive player. And good for a guy like Boris Kachuk. We've been riding him hard a lot he this season. Has, but this dude, tough. the last three games, has been like, where the hell has this been all season? Yeah. Look, we have seen Boris Kachuk in practice. We're talking about practice. Making, like, just when they're doing, like, you know, before the game, they come out, they skate in circles, they take shots on the goalie before the opening faceoff. They do that to start practice, too. And we would see him... Just doing that, shooting on an empty net and whiffing and looking up to the sky like, oh, my God, what is wrong with me? And I think in, in a lot of sports lately, there's this tendency to like dismiss the human element. Everything is analytics. Everything is spin rate. Everything is exit velocity. Everything is, you know, all the, all the numbers, all the math, all that stuff. If a guy feels bad about himself, he's not going to play well. And we could see Boris Kachuk not feeling good about himself. Dude, he freaking dangled Derek Forbort out of his breezers on that goal. I mean, the dude's got skill. Like, he clearly has some skill. He Nick Sealered him right out of the building. (laughs) Yes, he did. If you missed Nick Sealer's goal tonight, check that out. Blackhawks legend. I also want to remind you, by the way, we've got a, uh, a poll going on on the YouTube which original six team do you hate the most other than Detroit? Rangers, Bruins, Maple Leafs, Canadians. We didn't put the Hawks on there because we assume since you're here, you like them. Uh, so put your votes in. I am very interested to see those final results uh, when we get there. We have not acknowledged the elephant in the room yet. Uh, I'm not talking about me. Um, the, 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 the impact of the tank. We've been through this all year. We go through it every time they win. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. It was very, very unexpected for the Hawks to win this game. So here's what I'm going to say. In a, se- in a season where the Hawks are one of the worst teams in hockey that has been emotionally tough 
losing Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taze's future up in the air, and everything that happened before the season with the Brinkett and Doc and everybody, you know, and Dylan Strom and Kubelik walking away. When they beat a team that is historically great, just enjoy it. Remember, this is sports. It's hockey. It's supposed to be fun. You're supposed to enjoy these wins and just suspend disbelief for a night. Remember, even if they go 0-82, it does not guarantee them Connor Bedard. Right. How many times have we spun the tank wheel where a team has jumped up five spots or four spots? How many spots did they jump up for Patrick Kane? Five? Yeah. Right? Like, it can, it can still happen. And the other thing is, look at the Edmonton Oilers. They've got a guy who's eventually going to be a Mount Rushmore hockey player, and they haven't won anything with him. And his line mate and, and teammate, Leon Dreisaitl, hit 100 points tonight. And is anyone picking Edmonton to win the Cup? No. It takes depth. It takes a lot of guys. So, yes, it would be great to get Connor Bedard or Adam Fantilli, but losing out on either of those guys doesn't mean that doesn't, the rebuild is broken or won't work. No, it doesn't. Yeah, getting getting Connor Bedard takes a year off the rebuild. And not getting him will be a disappointment. Of course. But if we finish with the worst record in the league, we still might not get him. Granted, you don't want to fall out of that top three. Right. Agree. But, you know, you get Adam Fentilli, you get Lee, even if you pick fourth or fifth, you've, you've got the top five prospect pool already built in one draft. And you've got multiple first-round picks, multiple second-round picks. Like, yeah, getting Connor Bedard and missing out on Bedard or Fantilli, Fantilli would stink if it doesn't happen. It would be a disappointment. But it doesn't derail the rebuild. The rebuild is not built around solely about landing one of those guys. Look what happened in last year's draft class, how quickly the prospect pool shot up. You've got a ton of picks this year. You've yep. got a ton of picks next year. You've already got extra picks in 2025. It will be okay. Yes, disappointing. But also not, still not out of the realm of possibilities. Just let it play out and let it happen. Hand-wringing over every single loss. It's, Guys, it's exhausting. You're taking years off your life. It Stop. is. And it's not worth it because you, you could, they could finish with the worst record and still not get Connor Bedard or Adam Fantilli. Yeah. Or they could finish six and still get Adam Fantilli or Connor Bedard. That part is out of control. Yes, finishing worse guarantees you top three. That would be great. And it still may happen. Yes. Uh, our favorite uh, fatalist, uh, No Roy Just Rage, is saying, uh, the Hawks have no elite prospects. That's not true. Uh, Kevin Korchinski is an elite prospect. Frank Nazar is an elite prospect. Seriously, and man. I think pay attention. There, there, I still think there's people that would consider Lucas Reichel maybe not elite, but certainly a top prospect. The Hawks have, what, three in the top 50 that was uh, released a couple weeks ago? Have- not to mention that whoever they add in this draft, be it one, two, three, four, five, whatever, will probably be their top prospect. Yeah, Their, their prospect pool is... Light years ahead of where it was two years ago. Some of that has to do with the last draft class that he should not be name made. Yeah. Very good draft class. Uh, But, like, it's going to be okay. Connor Bedard does not make or break this franchise. Will he make them better? Absolutely. But do they become cellar dwellers? Do they become, you know, the Arizona Coyotes if they pick fourth? No. They're still on the right track. Yeah, Stephen, you scroll up a little bit. Uh, keep there. It is. It's Lebowski five. He says, "Come on, Jay. Yes, we need depth. That's where the foundation comes into play here. But you want the best odds at number one. You also need that number one blue chip centerpiece. Of course, of you course. Do, but- no one, no one's like, no one is saying I wouldn't prefer to have Connor Bedard here. But again, Owen eighty two guarantees nothing. Of course, if I was to choose today, would I sacrifice this win against the Bruins for the best odds at Connor Bedard?" Yes, of course I would. That's been the message all season. I think Greg would agree. But living and dying and 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 and, and, and being fatalistic every time they pick up a win, it's dumb. You should be excited that a roster this bad is playing this well. That means you've got your damn coach. 
You've got your coach. It is very clear that Luke Richardson is a hell of a coach. Yeah. Take solace in that. You could talk about Bedard, Fantilli, everything. Without a guy leading that group, you don't have much. How many teams have we seen with a ton of talent get derailed by poor coaching? It happens all the time. Be happy. You 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 know already that Luke Richardson is a good to above average head coach. That is the players respect, they listen to, they don't tune him out. He's been able to keep this team going when they lost 19 out of 21. Every opportunity was there for the Hawks to quit. And if that losing streak wasn't enough, you had Patrick Kane and Max Domi and Yada and Yada and Yada traded at the deadline where the team could have just said, All right, enough's enough. We're mailing it in. That's the end of this. And they hadn't. They didn't do that. And that is a testament to the coach. So instead of being like, we're not going to get Connor Bedard. It's over. This is all for nothing. It's not for nothing. It's not Connor Bedard or no one. You're still going to get a very good prospect in this draft. Probably multiple very good Yes. Prospects. That's why... Kyle Davidson went and got multiple first-round picks for this draft because he wasn't going to put all his eggs in that. He knew, well, maybe we don't get Connor Bedard, so let's get as many of these prospects as we can. Or maybe we do get them, and still we add more. Right. Listen, Boris Kachuk and Jujar Kara and Joey Anderson and Taylor Radish and Mackenzie Entwistle, they don't give a rat's ass about Connor Bedard or no. where this team drafts. You can't walk in the room and tell them, sorry, guys, you're playing too hard. You need to lose. That's just, it's not going to happen. You've got guys that are playing for their jobs. You've got a head coach that is, doesn't, he, he doesn't care about, about that. Yeah, sure. I'm sure down the road he might have been like, man, I wish maybe we could have got Connor Bedard there, but he doesn't care. He's, he's brought in here to win hockey games, he's doing his job. It's frustrating. But even if they lose the rest of their games and finish still with the worst record, that just guarantees you top three, which is nice, which is what you want and still may get. We just can't hand ring every game. Yeah. You beat the best team in the National Hockey League. Nobody expected that. You beat one of your oldest rivals, one of the most annoying fan bases with the worst broadcast team in the history of oh. sports, and you whoop their ass up and down the line. Up and down the ice all night long. You took it to them. Yep. It's okay. Have fun. Enjoy, Enjoy it. it. Yep. Like, sports are supposed to, like, make you feel good. And I just get so much negative stuff in my Twitter feed all day long. It's like, why are you even watching then? Right. If it's going to make you miserable, no matter what the outcome is, it's going to make you miserable, go watch Harry Potter or go watch a <laughs> Star Wars movie. It'll be, it's better for your health. Yeah. I say this out of... My caring for you. If if a Hawks beating the Bruins in an upset win is ruining your night and ruining your week, you may need to go outside and, and yeah. look at some flowers tomorrow and enjoy yes. yourself. Like, it's okay. It's all right. Like, there's a plan B, a plan C, a plan D, and a plan E. So let it play out. And then after it happens, and after the lottery, then you can bitch about, well, they love too, they won too many games. Just let I, it play out. You the other thing is, too, like I don't know what people want them to do. You went out and got two of the statistically worst goalies in hockey, and they've played over their heads. You traded everyone on this team that would be a surefire NHL or any other team. The only guy right now who would be a surefire NHL or on every other team in the league is Seth Jones. And I guess Connor Murphy would be on that list, too. Yeah. Right? They're the only two on the team. Ryan says sit guys playing over their heads. You can't do that. What coach is going to be like, you're playing too well, sit? You want Luke Richardson to lose the team? That is how you do it. That is how you do it. That, come on. That is preposterous. And I saw somebody on Twitter the other day was like, you know, I understand the Hawks play hard, but down one, they shouldn't pull the goalie. They should. You play to win the damn game. Nobody in that locker room gives a flying fuck about <laughs> Connor Bedard. Yes. Nobody. No. They're not, they don't care if anything, about you wanting to finish with the worst record. They don't care. They're getting paid to play the best hockey they possibly can. And they're playing, and that's exactly what they're doing. Law of averages will probably even out, and this team will probably go on this road trip and be lucky to get a point. 
but it's okay. Like you, you've identified your coach before your top prospects even get to the league. That should be something people are excited about. Right. And a lot of you guys are, and you know, yes, we're, we're, we're <coughs> focusing on the negative stuff when we should be focusing on the positive stuff. So it is what it is. There's if you want to, you want to be upset, be upset. Like, I'm not going to tell anybody how to be a yeah, fan. It's just, but why, you know, it, it, they, they, you got a team of, of scrap heap players. Just beat the crap out of the best team in an historically great regular season team. Yep. And they just beat them up and down the ice. That was fun. It was fun. And if they finished with the second overall pick because they did it, so what? Yeah, it's okay. Boris Kachuk had a three-point freaking game. That's right. You're never going to see that again. <laughs> That's probably <laughs> true. Uh, can we update the poll results? Do you, I, I don't want to. I don't want to re-click my vote. I don't want to. I don't want to screw the poll up. The poll is which original six team do you hate the most, other than Detroit? Do we have results that we can share yeah. at this moment? Right now, we got uh, Bruins with 46 percent of the vote. Well, and then why be- is everybody upset if everybody hates the Bruins? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't get you, people. Wow. 40, 40, what is it? I can't see how my eyes are bad. 41? 45% now. 45% wow. Bruins, 20% Maple Leafs, 15 Montreal, and 19 Rangers. I know Greg voted for. I agree. I voted for the Bruins, too. Yeah, I hate all those teams, but it's just New York. I freaking yeah, hate, New, hate York. New York. I actually like Going to Boston, I'm just... I've only been there once, and it was only for like a day. It was like a stop on a trip, and I couldn't figure out everything was oh, on an angle. No, don't drive. It was. That's the closest me and my wife ever came to. We were not engaged at the time. But driving in, in Boston, we almost, almost we ended, almost ended it. Yeah. yeah, we were going to leave each other there. Uh, it was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. I've never been to Montreal. I hear it's beautiful. I would love to go. I hear Toronto is an amazing city. I've been to Toronto. It's like mini Chicago. I would love to go to both of those cities. I My parents had season tickets uh, before my sister and I were born. So they were in the, the late 60s, early 70s, and that's when the Montreal was at their you know their last dynasty run. So I was, grew up in a house that just you hated everything Canadians. Like they just, yeah. my my parents were at the seventy one and seventy three Stanley Cup Finals where they lost both times to the Canadians, so they hated the Canadians. So that was instilled. It was the Canadians and the New York Mets because nineteen sixty nine Cubs. Yes, those were the, the those were the teams that like that started my hatred of all things New York was being told that the Mets just <laughs> suck because of nineteen sixty nine. So, um, yeah, I, Boston. Everything about Boston annoys me too. The fan base, the accents, Jack Edwards. I can do without it. <laughs> Dropkick Murphys. Put them all on a boat and get them the hell out of yeah, here. Yeah, take uh, the Irish jig guy with you, too. Oh, I, I, that's F that's that good. Guy. That was I, cute oh, 10 years ago. Thank you. It wasn't that cute 10 years ago. Um, all right, let's let's reverse it, Greg. What is Which of the original six teams do you like the most? <sighs> if you have to choose one. Like, if you know if, if that's the, the cup final, it can't be. But for, just for argument's sake, Rangers, Bruins, Leafs, Canadians, who are you rooting for? See, I don't hate the Maple Leafs team. <laughs> I hate Maple Leafs fans. Yeah. They don't deserve anything nice. Yeah. They, they just, they're so just arrogant and, and into themselves, and they think they're the center of the hockey universe. You haven't won shit in 50-plus yeah. years. I mean, they are the center of the hockey universe. It's true. When I went there, the Hawks, I can't, it was the Theo Fleury year, whatever year that was, 03? Whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah, so we drove in, and the night we drove into Toronto was Hockey Night in Canada, Ottawa, Toronto. And it was like a huge deal. And we went to, I don't know, we were at the Hard Rock Cafe or something, and a fight broke out in that game, and everything stopped. The wait staff stopped, the bartender stopped, everybody stopped to watch the fight. The fight ended, and then it was like, (laughs) it was like, it was like when they called timeout on Saved by the Bell. Yeah. I'm like, this is my kind of place. Hockey is king in this place, and uh, it was very cool to be there. I think of those teams, boy, it's tough. If they were all if they were all playing, if I had to pick one of them to win the cup, I'm probably going Canadians. Yeah, I might have to do that, despite being 
raised to hate the Canadians. Yeah. They've really done nothing to me personally since I've been alive. They've only won that one cup. Right. And, you know, I love the I love the jersey, the red with the blue stripe. I've always liked that jersey, just the history and <clears throat> Yeah, I would guess if if I if you know, cheer for one of the other original six teams to win a Stanley Cup or, you know, death, I guess it would have to be the Canadians. Uh, we have injury news on Peter Morazic. You want to guess? He has a concussion. Incorrect. Luke Richardson said Peter Morazic groin oh. won't be with the team for the start of their five-game road Shocking. trip. But there's a chance he joins them at some point. That's from Charlie Romeliotis. So a groin injury uh, for Peter Morazic. Uh, another tweet from Charlie says it's not as severe as earlier in the season, though. He pulled himself because he didn't want to aggravate it more. I know what that's like. Um, yeah, man, the groin with him. That is not a good thing to have as a goalie. No, you need those. <laughs> you need those. Yes. Um, I'm no expert. I'm no goalie coach, but I would think healthy groins and healthy hamstrings and knees, all, all everything below the waist needs to be working properly. Um, man, that's, that's, that's tough. Groin was going to be my second guess after the concussion. Uh, but, well, yeah, Anton Hudobin, come on down. Boy, that's, this is brutal for him, man. It's like, you said it. These guys start getting on hot streaks, and then they inevitably get hurt. And it's a shame. And, like, we're, like, Mrazic the groin has always been a thing for him. But the stuff that Stalock's gone through is just, like, come on. He's got to just wake up every now and again, like, come on. You know, it's gotta it's gotta be so damn frustrating. Well, if it's frustrating for us, I mean imagine how yeah. it's frustrating for him. Especially like we talk about guys playing for their next job. Alex Daylock is on that list. Right? Yeah. Like there if the Hawks don't bring him back, he might not play anymore. Because what team's gonna take a risk on a guy who missed a whole season with myocarditis, now has concussion issues? Maybe. I mean uh, but the way he's played this year, somebody could Somebody will give him a, a, a shot. At, I hope so. At, at a backup or a, a two-way contract, maybe be that AHL slash NHL guy. Yeah, I think I think he's played himself for that's if he wants to do it. Yeah, and he's true. a very introspective guy. Yeah, and family his, dude. His family is yeah. major to him, and he may just say, "Listen, I want to be around for my kids." Right. And you know, we've seen he brings the kids to the games a lot. I see him after the games a lot uh, in the tunnel, and he said when he was dealing with his last issue that there were days that he laid on the couch and didn't have the energy to get up and play with his kids, and that bothered him it's more brutal. than missing the hockey game. So he might be a guy that even says, you know, it's been fun, but I want to be a dad now. Yeah. He can go – you know what? He can walk away from the game and – sorry, Scott, darling, but give me Alex Stalock in the studio. That would be fun. There you go. You're going to need fun. to get the finger on the dump button. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, I mean, Alex Stalock has got the personality – He'd be TV. great. I see some of these guys on the NHL network, oh, and I'm like, God. we're like, seriously, like, so bad, Devin man. Dubnik has got a really round face and a personality of a, <laughs> of, of a laundry basket. Like, it's just, it's not there. Alex Stalock, man, put him on, put him in front of a camera. Yeah. He'd be great. Agreed. Uh, Mario is standing by. Before we get to him, want to get to a super chat here real quick. We got one from uh, Foreign Umpire again. Another $5 super chat says, this is a huge confidence win. Yeah, if we don't get Bedard, but we are building something great. Appreciate the super chat there. Uh, yeah. All right. So we're going to get to Mario here in a second. But first, want to remind everybody about our friends at Game Time. Game Time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could? 50-yard line, courtside, behind home plate, Front row for Jason Isbell tomorrow night at the Rialto. I'll be there, not in the front row. It's possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you could never buy. You will not find a better deal this season on Blackhawks tickets. Game Time is created by the fans for the fans, and if you happen to see a lower price at another ticketing website, you reach out to our friends at Game Time, and they will guarantee the lowest price for you. If you love CHGO, then you will love Game Time. The best way to support us 
is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. So go down below, smash that like button, then look at the link in the description, and then click that link and buy some tickets to all kinds of stuff. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the GameTime app and score the best seats to all of your favorite events. And after you're saving money by buying your tickets from GameTime, you can save even more money and energy by contacting our friends at ComEd. The ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve manage energy, manage energy usage, and lower energy bills. Now and into the future, ComEd offers a wide array of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across their territory. Customers can inquire about how to upgrade outdated lighting to energy and money-saving efficient LED lights, learn more about network lighting to operate your lights through your mobile device, and track your facility's energy usage and more. Incentives have recently increased for indoor, outdoor lighting, and network lighting controls making these projects even more cost-effective than before. So visit comed.com slash poweringbizbiz now to start saving money and energy to start a project. Contact comed at 855-433-2700. Or for more information, email bizee at comed.com or publicsectoree at comed.com. Save yourselves some money and energy. Both are good things to save. There you go. Uh, We have hit our goal of 90 likes so for every 10 likes beyond 90, we'll add a spin. So 100, two spins, 110, three spins, and so on and so on. So now we're going to go out to the no United math. What's that? You said there'd be no math. I can do 10. <laughs> so that's easy. All right. All right. Uh, let's go out to the UC and welcome in our buddy Mario Tirabasi, who was in the locker room post game. I know we've got some injury updates. We uh, gave the Peter Morazic news. What else did we learn uh, post game, Mario? Uh, yeah, so Mrazek, uh is not going to uh, start the road trip with the team. Uh, it's groin injury, but um, is expected to, or the injury is not as serious uh, as was uh, maybe expected. Uh, but he pulled himself from the game, from what Luke Richardson said. He said he knew that if he continued to play, it was going to get worse. Um, so that was a uh, that was a Mrazek decision to, uh, to to leave the game. It seems. And um, yeah, other than that, you know, the 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 mood uh, tonight was just on the on the resiliency of this Blackhawks team, a team that uh, Kyle Davidson has built to actively lose these kinds of games, uh, and that Luke Richardson has uh, believing that they can win these kinds of games. And we saw it in the last handful of games, handful of efforts that you know we we talked about the 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 no quit that this team has, and and. You know, the, the job that Luke Richardson has done to continually get the best out of uh, the lineup every night that has been put in place to to get the best overall, uh, the best odds at the first overall pick, especially after the trade deadline. Um, and he's he's got the team uh, working their ass off. And this is a Bruins team that is, yeah, they've clinched a playoff spot already before actual St. Patrick's Day. And you know, you can say, oh, they're, they're, they've already clinched and they're coasting and all this blah, 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 blah. Coasting the playoffs all you want, you bunch of frauds. I hope you lose in the first round uh, and get swept out. Like, seriously, like you're at, you're, you lose 6-3 to a team actively trying to lose this season and you, and you, you want to talk about being Stanley Cup favorites? He's got cooked by Taylor Radish and Boris Kachuk. Get out of here. You're a bunch of frauds. Go away. I think we should have Mario vote on our poll here. Uh, which original six team, aside oh. from the Detroit, do you hate the most? Would you like to throw your uh, your vote in right now as if it wasn't just obvious? Boston. Fraudulent Boston <laughs> Bruins. shocked. Get, I can't believe get it. Get out of here. You can take your president's trophy, put up a banner. You can be right there with the Predators and not have a Stanley Cup. Turn that tone, bitch, sideways. Yeah. Stick it up your monkey yeah. ass. The, the, Bru- the Bruins fans and Mario have been having a nice go back and forth on uh, yes. Twitter. Please, please, please tell me that you're not frauds. You lose 6-3 <laughs> to the Bruins, or to the Blackhawks. Well, that's Anyways. pretty good evidence you might be, but I don't know. I I think they're fine. I think it's just uh, I don't know. probably a night in the town last night, probably playing about 80% effort, and we're like, yeah, all right. We'll see. I'm, as I said earlier, I'm still not buying them as Stanley Cup favorites, despite how great they've been. They still have 
Uh, they still have some old, very important guys that can break down at any minute. True. And they still have two goaltenders who have never done it in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So Linus Allmark has been fantastic. This is the first time he gave up three more than three goals in a game since uh, November 1st. Uh, so, but he's never done it in the playoffs. So let's, let's see what they do. Your guy, hey. David Kyleson, who you mentioned earlier David in the show, Kyleson. has made it into the, into the show <laughs> there chat. There he is. We found the burner account. <laughs> yeah. That's concussion hey. spotter, David Kyleson. Yeah. Hey, who, you, know, you know who was a team that, that clinched early and, and coasted right into the playoffs? The 2016-17 Blackhawks. Yeah. Let's hope you yeah, find that switch, Bruins. Let's hope you find that switch. Man, I, w- I want to be in. I, I want to be here, watching the game where the Bruins get knocked out this year. Because I will have you will have as much. I will have as much fun watching you watch the Bruins get eliminated as much as you will have as much watching me watching the Rangers overrated ass team get eliminated. Both of those teams out in the first round would make just so happy. Oh man, I got. Listen, I put a. I, 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 I had no animosity and no feelings towards the Bruins uh, at all this season until they came in here uh, as the mighty Bruins and get cooked 6-3 to three by the Blackhawks. And ruined the tank. They ruined the tank. One of the worst constructed NHL teams in, of the modern era, and you lose 6-3. Getting, getting chanted overrated. You deserve it. Well, you shared a, a video with us of Taylor Radish. Steven, is that ready to go? Uh, Mario uh, and uh, all the media caught up with Taylor Radish after the game, and here's what he had to say. Tonight against that team to, uh, to get your first hat trick? Yeah, that was pretty cool. We uh, came here knowing they're going to be a pretty hard team to play, so we did a pretty good job of getting all four lines going and just, uh, everyone coming to work, and it was, right. yeah, it was fortunate to put one in, and it's obviously a good thing to happen. You guys are having a season like this, having a night like this, and a crowd like this. How, how just uplifting is that? Yeah, it's that was awesome. Just we were actually just joking around about that really two minutes ago. It's it's cool to see the crowd get that loud, even when they they got that last goal for Boston. So it's it was a it's a cool feeling that you you get excited for and you, you want to see every night. And I feel like when we bring efforts like that, we're going to get it, and we just want to continue to keep growing and. And uh, you can keep doing that. Is there anything in particular that went through your mind when you were set up for that hat trick? Uh, honestly, I Juge kind of made a play the opposite way, and I didn't even know he, he knew I was there. So it was actually a really good play by him, just kind of making that D shift over and giving me that lane. So it was a really good play by him, and credit to him for, for finding me. You've been red hot lately, and you know, the 20 goal fight what's, what's clicking for you? So. Yeah, just. The puck's just kind of finding its way, and I gotta just keep doing going the net and um, getting to those areas where, where the puck's gonna be, and the D are getting their shots here. And uh, first one was just a prime example of that, just kind of walking away at it. And sometimes it goes, and sometimes it doesn't. And that's it was one of those nights where it worked out, and um, yeah, just gotta keep one of those hard areas, and hopefully the puck finds its way. You know, we've kind of talked before about this whole team seeing themselves as giant killers. We sort of didn't work out the last two games. But, uh, you guys kind of talk yourself up for this one? I feel like every game is going to be um, difficult for our team. It doesn't really matter who we're playing, but obviously when you get a team like Boston coming in, you, you kind of know what they're what they're, what they're like, and they're going to be a very hard team. And I feel like for any game, we're just going to um, just come ready to play and just bring our best, and, and um, yeah, we did that today. You have a question over there. <laughs> there he is, Taylor Radish, 20th goal of the season, the hat trick in that one. Uh, one of the rare trades that both teams are probably pretty happy with. You muted yourself, Grandpa. <laughs> there you go. Hey, uh, I'm back. <laughs> Uh, you know, Radish is, is a guy that, you know, we've we've kind of said this this latter half of the season, like, hey, we haven't really been talking about him much. He's a 20-goal scorer. Like, this is a guy, this is a prime example uh, for all of the, the newcomers to the Blackhawks uh, team this year that are, you know, getting kind of a, an NHL tryout opportunity. He is a prime example of, hey, if you make the most of this opportunity, you're going to get a lot of chances a lot of ice time that you otherwise weren't going to get. So the, the Radish did a great job of doing that last season, taking taking the opportunity and running with it. And he's continued it this season. A 20-goal scorer, Taylor Radish. Like if you would have if you would have said that this time last year, 
when the Blackhawks were trading Brandon Hagel for, for Radish and Kachuk, two guys off of the Lightning's AHL roster, and you said, yeah, but next season Taylor Radish is going to score 20 goals. You'd be like, wonderful. Like, and we get two yeah. first-round picks? Sweet. Like, that's 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 a tremendous trade-off. And, and look, like, he's, he's, a, he's a guy that players like Joey Anderson and, and Anders Bjork can look at and be like, hey, like, he's made it work here with with the similar opportunity that I have like I can I know it doesn't sound so you know lofty to say oh I can look up to Taylor Radish but like this is a guy that if if he continues playing this way whether it's in Chicago or elsewhere is going to get a nice paycheck so it's it's an opportunity for for guys like that uh to 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 really build a an NHL career and and this is a locker room full of, of players who who have that opportunity right now so I think that's part of the reason why this team is playing the way that it is right now is because it's a lot of a lot of players that are hungry for an opportunity that they weren't getting elsewhere. And I think they have the right guy leading them in, in Luke Richardson. So I, I I hope that, you know, some of these new guys look at Radish and look at a game like tonight and be like, hey, if he can if he can run with it and, and do something like this, maybe I can too. A lot of people in the chat talking about like trading Taylor Radish at next year's deadline or the draft. You gotta start keeping some of these guys. Yeah, I think like that, yeah. Radish is a guy you keep around. I mean, he's very versatile, can play on all four lines. And when this team starts to get some more offensive depth, he slides down to your third line and gives you some great depth scoring. I re- Taylor Radish is a guy I'm in no hurry to move. Taylor Radish is what Brian Bickle was supposed to be. Yeah, that's very true, and was for a sure. little bit. And, and and Ace says on in the chat, he just turned twenty five. Yeah, yeah, it's I, not like he's a veteran by no, any means. I, I hold on him, and he was a wasn't he officially a rookie last year? Yeah, yeah. This is his second full season in the yeah. NHL. He, I I I'm not in a rush to. You you can't trade everybody. Like you got to hold on to some of these guys. And this is a guy that has identified himself as somebody who could be on this team when they're in the playoffs mm-hmm. again. Uh, and just like we all predicted. Back in September, before the season started, Taylor Radish scored his 20th goal before Patrick Kane did. Just like we all thought thought was going to happen. And that happened when he went, like, what, 15, 16 games without a goal? Yeah. Patrick Sharp took uh, some blame for that on the broadcast during the third period. Said, yeah, he had scored that goal in Edmonton, and and I told him, Hey, you're on your way to 20 goals. That's 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 going to be a huge accomplishment. And then he went 15 straight games without a goal after that. So. Way to go! I saw. By the way, a uh, little uh, behind the scenes, I saw a woman check out Pat, uh, Patrick Sharp's butt tonight at the uh, when we were in the media dining area. He walked by, and a woman just looked him up and down. I'm like, yeah, can't blame you. I've done but that. Who, yeah, who, has, who hasn't? Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, a couple quotes I want to get to you rolling in from post game. This is Ben Pope. Here's Joey Anderson on beating the Bruins. I don't think it's surprising. Everyone in this room comes in every day with the same mindset to win every game. Obviously, they're a great team, and we knew we had to play a full 60 minutes tonight, and that's exactly what it took. And then our favorite orphan, Mackenzie Entwistle. We have honorary a- media member tonight. <laughs> yeah, <apparently>. yeah. <laughs> Mackenzie Entwistle says, we have a locker room full of young guys that are all hungry and want to prove themselves. So I think it's a little bit easier to go out there and play with an F.U. attitude. That's how this team is playing. They don't want to hear about it. They don't want to hear about Connor Bedard. They don't care. They don't want to hear how bad they're supposed to lose and how they're a laughing stock and how they're the worst lineups in, in Hawks history. They don't want to hear about our secret document that is documenting all these horrible, horrible lineups that we're seeing all year. They don't care. They don't want to hear it. And that's the sort of character that Kyle Davidson has brought into this team since he took the job. Actually, since before he officially took the job, he brought in someone like Sam Lafferty for Alex Nylander, and it has been a trend. Every acquisition he has made has been a character player. Yep. Every one of them. Yeah. And, 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 and a character coach. Right. Exactly. A, a character coach. And look, before the game today, Luke Richardson – talked about you know the, the the tank season and and he said like when when i was being interviewed i was told what the you know kind of what the blueprint of this season was going to be from kyle davidson and he told told davidson right back to him like okay well you're not going to get a coach that's going to try and lose games like you're getting someone who's going to go in and and coach to win games and and in his introductory 
uh, press conference. Well, no, not the introductory press conference. One of his first press conferences uh, as head coach, I believe it was during development camp. Um, da- I remember back Davidson and Richardson uh, were, were doing a joint conference and, and Davidson or no Richardson Davidson said, uh, <laughs> talked about, uh, you know, the, 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 the team and the goal for this season and, and, you know, kind of wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. We're, you know, we're really not trying to win. Um, and I believe it was Richardson that, that said, uh, that he was going to make, make that hard for Kyle Davidson to do it. And look like in a, in a, in a jovial way, but look like that's what you want. You want your coach to, to set up a culture where, you know, you're not just going to to pack it in when you have every excuse to do it. And when you set that up now, that carries over season to season to season. So when, you know, guys are coming in uh, that are young in the next couple of years, like, look, look, we're going to see Wyatt Kaiser before the end of this season. Um, You know, there's, there's going to be prospects that are, you know, guys that we're all excited about. Kevin Korchinski, Ethan Del Mastro, Nolan Allen, um, you know, Frank Nazar, these guys are going to come in in the next few seasons. And if the culture is set where it's just like, you guys don't, you, you never take a night off. You never take a night for granted, like the Bruins do. Um, and you, you go in and you, every day is a, every day is a work day and you're going to be rewarded for that hard work with the way that Richardson carries himself with this team, with the way he communicates with this team. He was talking about it tonight. He said, we have communication with this team and a trust and belief with each other between the players and the coaching staff that if they feel like they need the day off, they can get it because we trust that they're going to push themselves just as hard or even harder the next time that they're on the ice to be ready. And that's, that's something that you, that you would see normally out of teams that are competing for Stanley cups, that cohesiveness and that trust and that communication between coaching staff and, and player. And I think it's it's really just a testament to this foundation being built for the future of the Blackhawks. And and even too, uh, Richardson was was commending the leadership group of the team this season, pre and post trade deadline, for setting that tone. And I, I think that that is something that you know uh, wins this season have been met with the sky is falling. We're never going to get Connor Bedard. And if that's a if that's a reality, you know there's there's a trust in Kyle Davidson and the scouting staff. Uh, I think amongst us, amongst fans, and amongst the the organization itself, that there's still going to be a ton of guys coming in through the draft that are going to be part of the foundation and then part of the building blocks and then you know the the, the cherries on top when everything is said and done. So. I think that this is this is the time when that culture is being set, and that's that's hugely important. And not to not to steal too much from our, our friends on the CHGO Bears uh, podcast, but hey, this is being built by brick by brick yep. by Davidson and, and Richardson, and, and that's, that's that's all part of the blueprint. That's right. Uh, do we have any more super chats to get to before we get to our four stars of the game? Uh, we've got a super sticker from Alan K. A thumbs up, thank you, Alan. And a two-dollar super chat from Windy City Hockey says a winning culture for the future that builds it. That's correct. So, with that, it is time to get to our four stars of the game. The third star of the game for the Blackhawks, Joey Anderson, a goal and assist. He was a plus one. 12:31 of ice time, one shot on goal, two more shot attempts, and he was credited with two hits. Number two star of the game was Boris Kachuk, a goal, two assists, plus four in 13:47, two shots on goal, three more shot attempts, three hits, uh, takeaway, and a block shot. And your number one star with a hat trick and a plus two, Taylor Radish, also had four shots on goal, two hits. And a block shot. Outstanding, outstanding game for him. Uh, my four-star of the game is going to go to Peter Mrazek. I know he left the game uh, 24-48 into his uh, performance, but he stopped 16 of 16 Bruin shots, many of them very, very difficult saves. He was playing with swagger. He was playing with confidence. So despite the fact that he only played half the game, 
he gets my four star of the game. He was terrific in this one. No Absolutely. arguments here. Hard to hard to argue that one. Uh, I'm going to give my fourth star to the only guy on the fourth line who didn't get a three star of the game, and that's Jujar Kara. Uh, two assists on the night. Second time in the last three games, Jujar Kara has had three or two assists. Uh, finished a plus three. Had three shots on goal, three hits, and led the team with a 57% faceoff win percentage. So, uh, all around great game for that fourth line. Just, you know, they started, they, they got the start tonight. They earned it. I would imagine they're going to get the start to, uh, Thursday night as well and just keep rolling them and, until, it, until the wheels fall off because, you know, you got three guys that are, are playing well together. So, so good for them and good for Jujar Carey, who's been through a lot. This season, and, yeah. and great to see him not j- not just back on the ice, but being as productive as he's ever been since coming to Chicago. Yeah, absolutely. Those guys are are, are working their asses off, so it's good to see them get rewarded. Uh, my fourth star of the night is uh, the game's opening goal scorer and uh, part-time CHGO uh, f- filmographer uh, Mackenzie Entwistle. Uh, just a, a great effort from him tonight. Like I said, getting the, the game's opening goal. Um, he had a, uh, another breakaway opportunity that uh, he didn't convert on. And then he had a, a defensive play where, uh, you know, he, he, he back-checked and, and broke up uh, a breakaway opportunity that the, uh, that the Bruins had. So, you know, he was, he was very noticeable tonight. Uh, a great, great effort from him. And, uh, yeah, happy, happy to see him get on the, uh, on the score sheet, whether he tried to score the goal that way or not. Uh, I think he won't, he won't admit that it was a, uh, you know, maybe a, a lucky goal, but, um, but it was good to see it go in for him and, and, and got things rolling tonight. He had five hits tonight. Second only to, uh, Nikita Zaitsev. Yeah. Hey. Six hits for Zaitsev. Uh, Blackhawks out hit the Bruins 36 to 20 tonight. That's not a stat I expected to see, you know, but, uh, you know, it could, again, it was, it was a fun night, a fun game. And uh, we, we were able to learn that the Blackhawks aren't going to quit and that Mario hates the Boston Bruins. Oh, that's, that delighted me. <laughs> hey. I love it. You know, you know. Come, All right, come Mario. To, you, when, you, when you come into Chicago, you know what, uh, you know what you're going to get. So you got to get come prepared for it, Bruins, Boston. Right. Take, take hey, they're lucky in. they don't have to play this Blackhawks team in the playoffs. That's exactly right. Yeah, you are lucky. Count your stars. No doubt. All, all right, man. Have a safe ride home. We'll be looking for your uh, Hawks hits after the game. We all contribute. Uh, but thanks for the thanks for the uh, insight, Mario. Appreciate it. Yep. See you guys. Oh, right. um, oh, oh, uh, a oh. N- note: if you guys didn't see it, no practice tomorrow. Okay. Awesome. So there you go. Day off Sweet. for everybody. But not yeah. us. We'll be here at noon. Noon show here tomorrow. At, here at noon. Yes. That's Twelve right. and a half hours from now. That's right. Wonderful. All right. That's Mario Tirabasi. Follow him on Twitter at Mario underscore Tirabasi. And now it has become time for us to name our Draft Kings King of the Game. The King of the Game is, you guessed it, Taylor Radish. Three goals, four shots on goal, a block shot, 16-26 of ice time and DraftKings is the official betting partner of chgo in all city download the app and use promo code chgo when you sign up and i know greg you had a friendly wager on the DraftKings today yeah that you seemed like a really safe bet it was it, it was looking good and then taylor radish happened and yeah, yeah i had uh i had a three-leg parlay uh blackhawks score first David Pasternak, anytime goal scorer, yep. and under five and a half goals for the night. And I figured, listen, Peter Mrazek was playing great, and he was he mm-hmm. he held up his end of the bargain before he got hurt. And the and the Blackhawks, and I quote, can't score for crap. That's what I said before <laughs> the game, and they proved me wrong. So for a while there, I thought I had it, and then when they went up three two, Boston. It looked like it was Pasternak's goal for a split second. I was like, there it is. And then, no, it didn't happen. Yeah. So, and then once that happens, you're done. Yeah, and then I didn't care. I was like, score all the goals. I can't win this bet. So, yeah. But it was fun. You know, It ends my winning streak at one. That's right. It still counts. That's, that's the fun. And the, they've got those awesome same-game parlays. The NBA, no sweat same-game parlays. Major League Baseball is getting started. Get those preseason wagers in right now. I've got the Cubs and Sox overs. 
that I put down. I did, I parlayed that, so rooting for both teams this year, more the Cubs than the Sox, but you know. Uh, so yeah, just hoping for uh, for a better outcome. I'm gonna put some money down on Thursday's game. I didn't feel very confident in this one. Uh, Fox and Purds. Anytime man, it feels like free money, I I think back to a game I bet like years ago, like the Peyton Manning Colts were playing the winless Texans, and the spread was like 11. I'm like, well, that's the Colts are gonna win by more than that, and they didn't. They lost. And by t- they won by ten. Right? Yeah, like they, something, they always something ridiculous know. like that. I don't. Yeah. I, that's why I'm so bad at football because they just know. Yeah, and they know crazy. how to sucker you in. So if I feel like it's a sure thing, I almost never bet it. But hey, th- there's many ways to play. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code CHGO. New customers can bet five dollars and get two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. You know, it didn't feel like it today. It was a little chilly. The sun was out. Yeah. It felt good, but it was Beautiful a little chilly. Day. But we're going to be creeping into the 50s for the next few days, and that should get the golfers out there a little excited. Golf season is almost here, and after you're done winning all that money on DraftKings, take that money mm-hmm. and spend it with our friends at Pins and Aces. So you can be the best-looking golfer on the course. Yeah. You'll look even better than Ted Knight and his hat (laughs) that he got a free bowl of soup with. Pins and Aces is the official golf apparel partner of CHGO. We love our Pins and Aces, and so will you. You will get tons of compliments on and off the course when you're decked out in some Pins and Aces gear. They are a family-owned golf and apparel business. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, and even the very popular Beer Sleeve, an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers or cans of pop or water, whatever you want, whatever whatever beverage you want to keep cool. Beef sandwiches. Beef sandwich. Well, that's warm. That's the beef sleeve. That's a different product. We have to invent that. That's my nickname. (laughs) God. (laughs) Anywho, get the beer sleeve or the beef sleeve, whatever sleeve you want. Pins and aces will get it for you. And keep whatever you want, cold or hot, in your golf bag for the entire round. Check out Pins and Aces and use the promo code CHGO to receive 15% off your first order. And get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. And uh, I hate you. Wow. Well, <laughs> I know. I gave you some ammo today, though, and I appreciate you not bringing it up yet. I'm sure it's no, coming No, I that, that is, that is, uh, yeah, I know. That's I in know. the back burner. Yeah, they, that can't come I'm gonna out. Let you, I'm going to let you earn my, I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to put you in a safe place where you, you think you can trust me, and then I'm going to ruin it one day. Yes, I know. I, I hit send, and I'm like, damn it. And hey, uh, your secret is safe with thank me. Thank you. Speaking of brick by brick, uh, if you haven't been to the CHGO locker, in the last 24 hours, you are missing out. Our official Bears brick-by-brick shirt inspired by our buddy Greg Braggs Jr. It is a sweet-looking design. The other Greg. Yes. Go to CHGO's other Greg. The other Greg, yes. Go to chgolocker.com to get yours today. Are you a diehard? If you are, you're going to save 20% on the brick-by-brick shirt. If you're not, become one. And the brick-by-brick shirt could be free for you because you get a free T-shirt or hat upon sign up at allchgo.com. Become a diehard. You don't just save at the locker. You save on all of our events, our takeovers, our tailgates, our watch parties, everything. Uh, Access to our great written content like the Rebuild Report. It's a great deal. Do it. It helps us as well, which we always appreciate. Allchgo.com. We would love to have you become a CHGO diehard. And if you are already, thank you, and you know we love you. All right, we have... Let's see. We got 30 more spins that I liked, 30 more likes than I asked for, so we have four spins. We're at 118 right now. So. I'm giving it to him. Okay. That's fine. That's four. four spins. All right. All right. Now, remember, well, we got to do the standings first. Yeah. But remember, if if the if the Hawks land number one before four spins are done, we get to bank it. So do it. All right. Here are the tank standings. Columbus, still on top because they still suck more than anybody. Oh, boy. They are currently, though, up 5-3. 5-3 over the Sharks. 16 minutes to go. Yes, so that's that's big. Get that game to overtime. And then that would the Blue be Jackets great. win. A Blue Jackets overtime win would be ideal, would but we'll take it. make everybody feel better. 
one way or another, someone's winning that game. Uh, so it's Columbus, in the rules. somebody has to. Yes. yes. <laughs> Currently with 47 points, leading the tank standings in 65 games. San Jose with 50 and 67. Their second. The Hawks with 52 in 67 games. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks with 54 and the Coyotes 59. Both of those in 67 games. So there you go. The Hawks still third. Not completely out of reach of the number one spot, but again. Coyotes are one minute away from going in the overtime with the Flames. All right. There's a maybe two points there. All right. We're going to the other site now, right? Prospect Watcher. All right. All right. Let's do it. Spin, spin number one. Spin number one. We got the Sharks, Flyers, Blue Jackets, Blackhawks. All right. At least it's not the Blues. Yeah, that's better. No Blues. Spin number spin two. Again. Spin it again. Sharks, Blackhawks, Blue Jackets, Ducks, Panthers. The Hawks got the second pick. How did that happen? All right, two more. And number three, Blue Jackets. Canadians, Sharks, Blackhawks. All right. Four is fine. Not great, but I'll take four. All right, last one. Let's end on a high note. Come on now. No whammy, no whammy, no whammy. No, 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 no. Blues and Red Wings, one, two. There's no effing way we're ending this That doesn't count. We're spinning again. That was a, yeah. We're getting your fifth spin here. All right. Here we go. Let's end on a high note. Canadians, Canucks, uh, Blackhawks, the fifth. That's not great, but at least it's not the Blues. Yeah. So you got second in there at one point. That's good. Just goes to show you. Don't wring your hands too much over the standings after all 82 games because. Yeah. And how many times did we spin it where the Blue Jackets won? Once? Right? One time. Yeah. Yeah, one out of five. So, yeah. There you go. It's not guaranteed. All right. Let's wrap things up. We're back tomorrow at noon, so about 12 and a half hours from now, we'll be right back here. Tomorrow's show, we're going to recap all the week's news. Wyatt Kaiser, Ryder Ralston, you're going to hear from Ryder Ralston tomorrow. Uh, Tons and tons and tons of stuff to get to. We'll probably have some call-up news uh, with Peter Mrazek going down, too. I'm assuming it's going to be Hudobin, but we just don't know yet. So join us tomorrow at noon, and remember, we are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. For Greg, who's right there, and Mario, who's driving home, I'm Jay. Thanks to Stephen for running the show. Talk to you tomorrow at noon on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.